The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What's happening this week on your favorite soap opera? It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and this week I want you to think of me as your tour guide. uh, I'll be sharing all the important points of interest that you'll need to know for next week's Daytime Emmy telecast. Now, I don't know about you, but I definitely feel a raging case of Emmy fever coming on. Well, at least I hope that's what it is. Um, Now, while I reach for the calamine lotion, let me give you a quick sneak peek at what you can expect over the next two weeks. In just a few moments, I'll be joined by one of this year's Daytime Emmy nominees, and then later in the hour, I'll be taking your calls to find out who you think has the best chance to walk home with Emmy gold. Next Friday, I'll be joined by soap journalist Michael Fairman, and he and I will be revealing our picks for who we think will win an Emmy Award. And for the first time, I'll be giving you all of the reasons why I voted the way that I did. Plus, one of the producers of this year's Emmy telecast will give us a sneak peek at what we can expect from this year's show. And from what I hear, there are quite a bit of surprises planned. But let's get back to this week's show. My first guest is an award-winning singer-songwriter-producer, who has shared the stage with the likes of the legendary Michael McDonald, contemporary gospel hitmaker Kirk Franklin, and Amy Grant. After getting his start with the group Rays, he released his first solo album last year, and he has somehow found himself captured in the crazy world of daytime drama with an Emmy-nominated original song. It is my pleasure to make the introduction of J.D. Webb. J.D., thanks so much for dropping by Soap Central Live. Thanks very much, Dan. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Now, you seem like a nice guy, so what's a nice guy like you doing roped into this crazy world of everything that is soap opera? <laughs> um, well, thanks. I, yeah, I, I've been told that I'm a nice guy, but I think <laughs> um, probably the reason why that it's been such a good fit for me is because at my core, I'm a hopeless romantic. Okay. So um, I love the artistry of, of poetry and um, I still have a crazy belief that chivalry can still be alive and well, and so I love to write. Um, I love to write a, a sappy love song, so <laughs> it kind of uh, fell into my lap and fit perfectly. So, what we're talking about—the result of all of that—is a song called "Captured," which I think became known as Chloe and Daniel's theme on Days of Our Lives. So, how did you make the connection? How did you actually find out about this opportunity to write for Days of Our Lives? Write a song. Yeah, well, I um, I've been writing um, writing songs for Days of Our Lives for oh man, almost I'd say almost seven years now. Oh wow! Uh, I, I actually I was looking um, at different managers for my for my solo for my solo career, and um, this manager was like, I'd really love for you to meet with the music director at Days of Our Lives. So um, he's looking for some songwriters. So um, I we went to lunch, and he said, Yeah, I'm thinking about 
maybe having like a group of like 15 writers write songs for the show. And so um, I'm going to give you these tracks. Would you write some songs for it? I said, sure. So um, I wrote those three songs that afternoon within like an hour or so and um, sent them to him. And he's like, okay, I really like these songs. I think maybe you and 10 other songwriters, can you do three more songs? I was like, yeah, sure. (laughs) So I wrote those songs that afternoon. And uh, he sends me another message. He's like, okay, I'm thinking maybe you and five other songwriters. Here's three more <laughs> By the time I was finished, he's like, okay, I think I just want you to write these songs. Wow. So, um, yeah, so it's been a really great relationship, and um, it's really cool to be able to, to write songs on all, any varied topic. And mm. it's, been a, it's been a challenge as a songwriter because as an artist, you kind of write whatever, whatever you feel and, and like whatever you're inspired to write. But this, you kind of take that concept backwards where you know what the topic is and then you need to write a song about it. So it's been really great as a songwriter. And if I'm not mistaken, I did look at the Emmy nominations. There's someone else who was involved in this song who Days of Our Lives fans may be surprised. It's actually the show's head writer and executive producer, Ken Corday. I guess he was a composer for the song. Yeah, yeah. He's listed as a composer on all the songs that we do. So he's just, he's involved in everything. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> so let's go back. I did mention, of course, Captured, one of the songs is nominated for a daytime Emmy. How did you find out that you were nominated for an Emmy? Uh, well, I was actually, I'm from Hawaii. I was, um, I was in Hawaii visiting, um, staying with my parents, just hanging out for, for a few days, and um the phone started ringing at like at like four four thirty a.m. and I, I think it was my my attorney negotiating some some deals in Europe. So I was like, man, it just keeps ringing off the wall. So um, so at seven thirty, I finally looked at my phone and I see all these messages. Congratulations! Oh my gosh, I can't believe this. It's so cool. And I had no idea what anybody was talking about. So after like three or four messages, where I finally saw, hey, I can't believe this about the Emmy. That's awesome. That's when I finally found out. So that's <laughs> how I found out the news. No, I have to ask, and there certainly is no right or wrong answer to this, but were you even aware that Songs on the Soaps could be nominated for an Emmy? Yeah, I actually was. Okay. And um, we'd, um, there's like, I'm, you know this because you're a voter, but there's actually like a, like a pre-nomination. So, right. Like, we'd been like pre-selected um, <laughs> a bunch of times, but at the time, um, everything was kind of lumped into one, so we were in categories with with daytime cartoons and all this other stuff. So this is like, this is the first year where it's like, it's more um, geared towards daytime dramas, which I think is, is much more fair. Yeah, I, I think it is. Certainly, you know, how do you compare a song like Captured to something that may have been written about the ABCs for Sesame Street? Exactly. It doesn't, doesn't really work. Yeah, at least not in my head. I'm sure, that, I'm sure there's a connection <laughs> somewhere, but off the top of my head, it, I can't come up with one. Now, Having written songs for the soaps, and it's probably longer than most people realized, how familiar yeah. were you with the soaps before you became involved in, in the songwriting process for Days of Our Lives? It, it's so funny, Dan, because I'm, as a whole, I'm not really familiar with soap operas. But Days of Our Lives was like my family's soap opera. So, <laughs> um, so I remember as a kid, my mom every day would not miss Days of Our Lives. So we would always... We'd always catch Days of Our Lives. And I remember hearing, like, um, James Ingram, if, if ever you're in my arms again, with being Bo and Hope's song when I was a little kid and thinking, wow, that's so cool. I'd love to be able to do that. And so it's amazing how it all comes full circle. And now here I am 
writing and, and singing most of the songs on the show. Well, that actually is a good segue uh, for another trip down memory lane. Growing up is, is being a musician, a singer. Is that what you always wanted to be? Yeah, I actually, um, I come from a musical family. And um, so I did my first concert when I was three years old. Uh-huh. And um, we would, my mom had a, had a group, her sisters um, had a group. And so every summer we would leave Hawaii, um, come to the mainland and hop on a tour bus and basically just go from, from city to city and, and perform. So I was, at 10 years old, I was their drummer. And then when I saw that, I became their opening act. So um, music was, was everything to my family. And when I told my family that I was going to go to college, they sat down with me and they were like, are, are you sure you want to go to college? You have a, you have a record deal offer. What are, you, what are you doing? You're supposed to do music. It's totally the opposite than most families where they're like, you need to go to college. You need to get a, get a job. My family was like, what? You're supposed to do music. What are you thinking? <laughs> wow, that might be a first for the show. I don't know that we've ever had anybody be discouraged from going to college before. That was dissuaded from getting an education. <laughs> wow. Now, you mentioned playing the drums. I, there are also, I guess, a bunch of other instruments you play. I was checking out your bio. It seems like yeah. there's not much you can't do musically. Yeah, I, um, I, I play piano mainly, but I also play guitar and drums. And I, um, like most of the instruments on my album, uh, I played. I produced the whole thing, arranged the whole thing. So it's, it's, it's mostly me. Coming from a musical family, obviously there are going to be some inspirations for you. But for... Those of us out there listening who haven't met your family, what are some of the, or who are some of the musical artists that have inspired you? Um, I would say Stevie Wonder, uh, Donny Hathaway, Aretha Franklin, Marvin Gaye, all the like old, old soul crooners. Mm-hmm. I, I just ate it up. I couldn't get enough of it. So I kind of got a, a nickname growing up as, as White Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> no, those are, I mean, who hasn't? Uh you know, listen to the music of all the people you've mentioned. They're known by one name. You didn't even have to give, you know, their last yeah, name. Exactly. Now, in your bio, as I mentioned in the introduction, you've had a chance to perform with Michael McDonald. Yeah. You have to. This is where I put you on the spot. What's your favorite Michael McDonald song? Oh, man. I say, keep forgetting I'm not in love anymore. That song is just a jam. <laughs> I mean, it has to be. They even, uh, you know, sampled it for uh, a rap song a couple of years back, so you know that, you know, you've arrived when you're being sampled by a completely different generation for another genre of music. Exactly. <laughs> now, for fans who are just discovering your music and maybe didn't even know that you've been writing music for Days of Our Lives so long, you have a yes. solo album out, as I mentioned. It's called The Introduction. What can right. they expect from this album? Uh, I would I would call it grown sexy music. It's um, sexy music. It's a journey through through life, love, uh, and romance. And it's I, I really feel like, and what what I hear from from fans and critics alike is it's a it's an album that you can listen to from beginning to end. And um, some of it makes you want to dance. Some of it makes you want to either fall in love for the first time or fall in love again. But um, it just really makes you want to to romance the one you love and and just. Uh, Really, really love somebody, find somebody to love, or just fall in love all over again. <laughs> no, I was checking out, because your album, of course, is available on iTunes for people to download. Yeah. And there's actually a, a couple of mixes of one of the songs uh, called Better Man. Yeah. And I actually, you know, they were, it was interesting to hear the original and then to hear two remixes, and I actually think it's, you know, it, it's a really good song. Thank you. 
yeah, and the remixes are cool. Um, the remixes, uh, the guys that did the hip hop remix um, does like all of Beyonce's remixes and Alicia Keys, and then the um, uh, the Dresden and Johnson the dance remix. Um, five of the top ten dance songs right now um, on the dance charts on Billboard are are theirs. So wow. amazing guys that that did these remixes and there it, it just brought a whole different life to each to um, each remix. We're actually coming to the end of our segment, but as is the question with anyone who is attending the Emmys, not necessarily an Emmy dress, hope not, but have you picked out your Emmy outfit for this year? Yeah, um, as, um, as a, a terrible slave to fashion, Dan, I have to tell you, I decided that I was going to have my suit made. So um, I, I, I made the mistake of going with my stylist to search for fabric, and I probably <laughs> Four days picking out fabric and then having my suit made. So I'll see my suit in two days. <laughs> um, okay, in two days. So that'll put us at, what, Sunday, which yeah, is... So then we'll cross our fingers, and hopefully I'm not floundering looking for a whole other suit because this one's whack. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, well, I'll be at the Creative Arts Emmys to see how it all turned out, so I can't wait okay, to see. You can, you can give me a thumbs up or thumbs down, Dan. And we'll take pictures and post them so everybody can hear the results of uh, what's going on with your Emmy suit. I want to thank you so much for dropping by today. Hey, thanks a lot, man. And um, I I hope to see you at the awards. Oh, absolutely. Now, what we're going to do for people who are listening who may not have heard Captured, as we go to our break, we're going to play a little snippet of J.D.'s Emmy-nominated song, Captured. Stay tuned for more of Soap Central Live. And I don't know what's come over me She's got me captured willingly I don't know what's come over me This love is changing Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, so fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow.
Wielding power, shaping environments and outcomes, and making things happen are all essential characteristics of great leaders. Yet these qualities alone are not enough to ensure your success. In a complex world, how do you decide what's most important to you? In your career, your relationships, your finances, your family, in the world around you, in the whole of your life at large. Dr. Joseph Riggio, the host of Leadership Intuition, says that personal leadership, the desire to take charge of your life, is the key to creating futures that work and building a life worth living. Join Joseph as he reveals the power of uncovering and living your own personal mythology, the key to personal transformation, exquisite performance, and social influence. Learn to look inside and discover your personal mythology and unique leadership style. Go beyond conventional advice and discover your unique success blueprint on leadership intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Leadership intuitions, power, achievement, relationships. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in today with Soap Central Live starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at soapcentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. And this is part one of a very special two-part Emmy preview. Now, whenever the Emmy nominations are released, first thing that fans do is lament who wasn't nominated, but then they start to predict who they think is going to win. My next guest is a contributor to SoapCentral.com who, in her words, prides herself on a success rate of 80% when making Emmy predictions. So let's find out who she thinks is going to win. Please welcome to the show, Melanie. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you. So 80%, I'm not even going to introduce you even more, 80%, you do that well in making predictions. I'd say I do. Um, Obviously, that is uh, an unscientific (laughs) number, Um, but I'd say yes, 80%. Um, For the most part, I think that I I judge it by not just the reel that they they, um, uh, submit, but also their body of work uh, over the year, and... Even, even though I don't watch every single show, I, I do keep up with the buzz on the different shows. So I do think that it's, it's pretty accurate. Well, let me ask you, since you're following and, and basing your votes upon a body of work, in reality, the Emmy voters are only voting on one particular episode. Do you think that that's the wisest or the most fair way to judge who the best soap or actor is? No, I don't think it's the most fair way because most, you know, soap soap watchers are not just watching um, just that one reel. They're they're taking into account all of the things that that actor or actress has done throughout the year, and a lot of times that's not captured in the, just that one reel. Um, so sometimes if someone else won over a particular actor or actress, they'll say, well, that's not fair because so-and-so was better or so-and-so had a better storyline and um, things like that. But it's just, that's just the way it goes. So you, you just have to accept that. 
Now, being that you write recaps for SoapCentral.com for Days of Our Lives, and you're mentioning people who may have been passed over, I sort of have to say that I'm surprised that Allison Sweeney did not receive a nomination for something this You know, year. I have to say the same thing. I've spoken to many people about it, and everyone that I've talked to has mentioned her name. They really wish that she had been nominated, and I have to agree. I mean, she had one of the biggest storylines of the year on Days of Our Lives. So I'm just at a loss as to why she wasn't nominated. And the thing that makes it even more confusing is having watched all of the submissions that people have uh, given for Emmy consideration, two of the nominees actually feature Allison Sweeney in their clips, and she was phenomenal in their clips. And that would be James Scott, who's a nominee in Outstanding Lead Actor, and Ariane Zucker, who is a Supporting Actress nominee, who I noticed you did not pick to win, but you did pick James Scott to win Lead Actor. Right. And, and I think that that's, that's a shame, too, that she wasn't nominated for that very reason. I mean, they're, they're, all three of them are just powerhouses. Um, Arian Zucker, I really, I was leaning towards her, but looking at Brie Williamson's work, I mean, she had the multiple personality uh, storyline. And anytime you have that, you have to be able to carry <laughs> that off well. Definitely. And she really did. Um, so I think that's really what put her over the top in my eyes. If Nicole, if, if, uh, Arian Zucker had a multi, multiple story, multiple personality storyline as well, I think she probably would have won it. But, um, I, I definitely think that Brie Williamson is going to take it this time. But isn't it hard if you're judging just one particular episode or a lot of voters aren't even really familiar with all of the soaps? How do you figure out why there's some beautiful blonde woman with glasses on, acting stuffy, talking about a Bess, a Tess, a Jess. You know, how do you vote on that logically when, right. so, when the, the people who are voting may not even really know what's going on? Right. That, that does make sense. And I'm, now that you, now that you um, put it that way, I think that maybe um, Arian Zucker may have a better chance of winning it just based on that alone because in her reel, I mean, it's very, very apparent what's going on and, and her um, confrontation with Allison Sweeney's character and with uh, James Scott's character. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really, really apparent what the, um, the conflict is and the storyline as well. So you're starting to sway me. <laughs> Now I've already picked who I'm who I'm going to pick, but you're really starting to sway me. I'm thinking that maybe I should have picked Aaron Zucker. Instead. Oh gosh, I didn't mean to sway you. However, <laughs> since we're on the topic, and I'm trying to sway people, not really, but you picked in the outstanding supporting actor. You picked Bradford Anderson, who plays, of course, Spinelli on General Hospital. Right. Now my other question, in terms of not getting it. If people don't watch the show, they don't really understand why Spinelli talks the way that he talks. People who watch the show may not even understand why he sort of talks the way he talks. Right. Do you think that that sort of techno-geek-speak can play against someone who's a good performer, but the voters don't really get a grasp of what's going on? Well, the one thing about Bradford Anderson's character is it's, he's so unique, and there really has been no other character like this on daytime that... He stands out 
amongst his competitors for that very reason. And you really get a strong sense of his character. Um, the other actors, you do, you do know um, their storylines. For instance, Jonathan Jackson, obviously, mm-hmm. has been Lucky Spencer, and everyone knows who he is. Ricky Paul Golden. Um, Brian Kerwin had an excellent storyline, but Bradford Anderson's character is just, just very, very um, unique. He's down to earth, but he's, he's endearing at the same time. So I think for that reason, he really, really stands out. Well, we have someone who, apparently talking about the Outstanding Supporting Actress category, sort of lit up the telephone lines. We have Kimmy, who's on the line, who wants to give us her prediction. So, Kimmy, Kimmy come on in and give me your Emmy predictions. <laughs> well, um, I love Bill Williamson and how she totally just grasped her character um, when she had to face her going back into high school and everything, that would have been very hard for other actresses, and I think she did that really well, so I think she really deserves an Emmy. Now, are you able to put your love of the character and actress aside to be objective, which is very hard to do, even for me? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I actually didn't really like the character because I'm a fan of Christian and Layla, and she, and she was definitely affecting them in a negative way, so I did not like her. But I did like her acting. Now, keep in mind that that's more recent material, so that's not um, really what she's being voted on. And if you have a chance, we're getting a little bit of feedback here. Can you turn your computer down just a little bit, Kimmy? Okay. Are you surprised, before we're, we're hurrying up and in, in almost at a break here, are you surprised, though, in that great scene that Brie Williamson did, that Erica Slazak didn't get a nomination? And this is actually for both of you, for, for Kimmy and for Melanie. Okay. Um. Erica, he's like, she's like, she's the best actress. My mother, who has not even been watching daytime for nine years, whenever she sees her on screen, then she like jumps and she watches, uh, <laughs> Vicky and she's like, which one is it now, Vicky or Nikki? And I just think that she definitely deserves an Emmy for all her incredible work. Well, she, she won a billion Emmys. So she's definitely not missing in the Emmy department. But how about you, Melanie? What do you think? Um, I'd, I'd have to agree. She's one of those um, powerhouse veterans that you just, you know, is going to do good up against anybody. So the fact that she wasn't nominated is another surprise. But, I mean, again, with Allison Sweeney not being nominated, there's, I don't know if it's a pattern or what, but maybe it's just this year she just didn't, she just didn't submit a reel that was um, as engaging as the others, um, but I really, I really don't know. I don't know what it what it could be, but I definitely think that she she would deserve it. Well, I want to thank Kimmy for calling in. We're almost up on the break, but we're going to give a little teaser here, Melanie. You're going to come back on the other side of the break, and we're going to change the topic slightly to maybe people who were surprised, other than Allison Sweeney and Erica Slezak, that didn't get Emmy nominations this year. So. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with more of Soap Central Live after the break. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, so fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? 
For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Haiti has been hit hard by a deadly earthquake. Destruction is everywhere. Tens of thousands are feared dead and hundreds of thousands are homeless without food, water, and basic necessities. Save the Children is on the scene, but your support is urgently needed to help us save lives. Please give as much as you can now. Call 1-800-SAVE-THE-CHILDREN or go online at savethechildren.org. You can even donate $10 right now by texting the word SAVE from your cell phone to 20222. Please give now. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and this week I'm swaying people from their Emmy predictions <laughs> just to make things interesting. We're joined again by Melanie, who is talking a little bit about some of the predictions that she made in this year's SoapCentral.com prediction panel. So let's go back and talk a little bit about this supporting actor category, Melanie. Okay. You picked Bradford Anderson. Right. The question that I have for you, based upon who the submissions were this year, one of the nominees, Billy J. Miller, was literally in every scene of a particular episode on The Young and the Restless. He was in for uh, like 35 minutes of material. How do you compare someone being in an episode, an entire episode, and then someone else who had, you know, two or three really good scenes that also were really good? Is that unfair to sort of, you know, uh, uh, hit a row house against a skyscraper? Hmm. That's a very good point. Um, The way I justify it, being a Bradford Anderson fan, but also knowing the um, the body of work that he has done is you kn- you you know uh, you know it when you see it, mm-hmm. and as soon as he comes on the screen, you just you just he just commands such a huge presence in every single major storyline of General Hospital. He he plays an integral role, um, and then his his portrayal of Damien Spinelli is just so unique that you really, you really have to give it to him for that. I mean, um, Billy Miller, yes, I definitely think he's an excellent actor, but I just, I just, 
I'm sick. I'm still sticking with Bradford Anderson on this. <laughs> You're not going to sway me on that one. Okay, so I haven't swayed you there. Let's try swaying you in another category: outstanding drama series. The nominees were All My Children for a Whodunit storyline, mm-hmm. The Bold and the Beautiful for for Killing Betty White, General Hospital for a really good carnival, and The Young and the Restless for an organ donation storyline after someone was murdered. And you picked to win. General Hospital. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say that their storyline was unique in not just the way that it, it was um, technically done, but in the way that it affected the characters. You, you take uh, Sonny, for instance. His son wasn't revealed, obviously, to be right. a son until much later. But it could have been. That could have happened during the episode. His, his um, character pretty much liked um, Dante uh, at the time, and when Dante was injured and, and his mother came to his rescue, it was going to be possibly the big reveal. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen, obviously, until later on. But um, that's one of the things that General Hospital has a way of using those big events to catapult the storyline to places that you really um, you want it to go, but you're not really sure if it's going to happen. I mean, Definitely look, true. in the years past, they've had such huge um, storylines, but just the way that they tell it, um, looking back, they, they go back in time two hours, uh, two hours ago, two days right. ago. It's, it's unique in that um, alone. So I, I, really, I really do uh, love General Hospital for this. For this category. Well, let's see if we can sway someone's opinion together. I don't know what they've picked, but Derek okay. wants to come on and talk about a choice for Outstanding Drama Series. So, Derek, welcome to Soap Central Live. Thank you. All right, so what's your prediction for Outstanding Drama Series? I have a strange feeling it's going to be General Hospital, but I don't want it to be General Hospital. Why a strange <laughs> feeling? Why is it a strange feeling? Because every time they're nominated, they win. Yes, <laughs> that's about right. So my, so my vote is the Young and the Restless. Okay, I, I I do I do agree. Some people have said they did copy off of the Bold and the Beautiful for that, and in a way I do agree. But that storyline was portrayed excellent, and I would say Beth Maitland, who played Tracy Abbott, mm-hmm. her her acting was superb, and I think she mainly stole those scenes the way uh, her character Tracy had to deal with losing her only daughter. Now, you mentioned The Bold and the Beautiful. Do you also watch The Bold and the Beautiful? Yes, I do watch The Bold and the Beautiful, and I'm, th- I'm hoping that if they do win Best Drama, I will be happy also, because um, the death of Betty White's character, and that was portrayed pretty well, too. Um, so it's neck and neck between The Bold and the Beautiful and The Young and the Restless for me, mostly The Young and the Restless. <laughs> And you've ruled out completely all my children. Yes, I rule out all my children. Any particular reason why you're, you've left them out of the discussion? Well, I've seen all my children's real, and I wasn't at all very impressed with all my children's real. I mean, I was impressed with General Hospitals, um, the Bold and the Beautiful, and the Young and the Restless. But um, all my children just didn't sink in well with me. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I want to thank you, Derek, for calling in. I love 
being able to have fans call in and share what they're really thinking. So hopefully we'll hear from you again when we're talking about maybe who won the Emmy in a couple of weeks. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you. All right, Melanie, we are coming to the end of your reign here on Soap Central Live. Are there any other predictions that you would like to make or let people know about uh, before we send you off to reconsider <laughs> the choices that you've already made? <laughs> well, let me say this. The Outstanding Younger Actress category I had a hard time with because three of my favorites were in there. Julie Berman from General Hospital, Molly Burnett, um, love her from Days of Our Lives, and Shelley Hennig. A former uh, guest Days on Lives. Soap Central but, Live. Right, but watching Crystal uh, Khalil's reel, I was just blown away. I mean, her storyline is so good, and then her portrayal was just so captivating. I just, I said, you know what? Hands down, I have to give it to her. I really, I really couldn't, um, I, I couldn't see anybody else winning this category than her. I actually agree with you. Uh, I, I can't. I'm not going to reveal all of my picks until next week, but I, I definitely agree with you. So, I want to thank you, Melanie, for dropping by. If anybody wants to check out all of Melanie's predictions, you can go to SoapCentral.com slash Emmys, and you can find all of our Emmy preview madness there. Hopefully we'll uh, get you back on the show, and we'll find out if you were up to 80% this time. Good. Thank you. Thanks absolutely. for having me. Oh, absolutely, Melanie. Thanks. Okay. So you can find out everything that everyone has picked. We have, I think, six panelists this year. I'm trying once again to rebound from a horrendous last year of picking. But we have next on the line Tony, who won everything last year by picking, I believe, four of the eight categories or maybe five of the eight categories that we picked. So we'll bring Tony on to let him gloat about being last year's winner. Tony, welcome back to Soap Central Live. Hi, Dan. Thanks a lot. Yes, um, I, I, yes, four out of eight, not too bad. I, I, I kind of feel like I should be playing poker, though, last this year and, like, not, you know, just kind of hold them from last year and be like, go up on a good end. But, you know, I made some weird picks this year, but we'll see if they, they stick. We'll throw it against the wall, you know, spaghetti-like. Now, I'm not a math major. However, I do need to point out that four of eight is only 50%, and Melanie has an 80% record. Are you a little scared that perhaps you will not retain your crown at the end of Emmy night? I'm a little nervous. The good thing is, though, I kind of was a C student, so, you know, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm good with average, you know, that's, okay. that's, that's fine. <laughs> now, let's talk about some of your weird choices that you said. What do you think are your weirdest choices? They don't look all that strange to me. Well, I guess not, like, weird isn't strange, but um, I guess there's a few that I picked that, you know, no one else had picked, and, um, you know, so it'll be interesting for me to see just how the outcome comes, uh, especially, like, supporting actor and uh, youngest actress. Or younger actress. Okay, so for supporting actor, you picked, picked Brian Kerwin, who plays Charlie Banks on One Life to Live. What made you pick him? You know, it was kind of a gut thing. Like, I just think that he he kind of has that, I guess he's kind of, he's, you know, in, in the most respectful way possible, he's the most mature man in that category. And I don't know, there was something about him that was kind of like, not underdog, per, per se, but, you know, he had a good storyline. His acting is very much like kind of a man's man, you know. Mm -hmm. He's very natural with it. I just think that, you know, because it wasn't this, you know, I think sometimes when people go into these grief modes, it's, it's kind of like, okay, tone it down a little bit, you know? Um, oh, definitely. Kind of hit it. And it just kind of stuck with me. And it's, you know, the other nominees were amazing and just, you know, I definitely enjoy their work. But I don't know, something about that just kind of, like I said, just kind of, kind of made me pause. And I was kind of like, okay, this is it. 
Now, you said that the other category that you think you have a, a standalone pick, uh, I believe, was Outstanding Younger Actress? Yes, I think that's the one. And you picked Molly Burnett, who plays... I did. ...Melanie on Days. Now, her Emmy reel was a little bit different than what most people would expect. I think, you know, we're so used to hysterics and bad news and drama and... She submitted a clip where she's just sort of having a hard time really asking out the guy that she's interested in. Pretty much, yeah. So you know, what about that sort of captured your attention to say, hey, you know, I'm picking her to win? Well, I have to admit, and it, it's very hard because, um, you know, right now I watch these and, you know, One Life to Live on occasion. So it's, you know, a little bit hard to be biased, but... With Molly, it's, you know, it, because it wasn't like any of the other ones, because it wasn't grand, you know, grand crying or carrying on. It was just kind of like a simple scene. And I think Molly has, you know, just from the feedback that I've gotten over the year, the years that she's been on, it's, she has a very love it or hate it acting style. She's very, very, you know, exuberant. She just, I mean, mm-hmm. excitable on screen. And I think that, you know, either you love it or you hate it. And I think that the fact that she got nominated from that, and that was a very good you know, example of how her acting style. I think, you know, she got nominated. Maybe she'll just go all the way with it. Well, she's also uh, someone else who nom- was nominated for something else that's sort of atypical soap is Carolyn Hennessy, Diane Miller from General Hospital in the supporting actress category. A lot of her reel was, I don't want to say comical because that, that sort of conveys the wrong uh, tone for it, but it was definitely lighter. It wasn't the drama that we're used to, and I always wonder if that'll work against someone you know, it's funny that I, she was on my short list of, I mean, I think the uh, supporting actress was just, that was a tough category this year. It really is. Yeah, and I, she, I, I've seen her, you know, as she's you know, definitely a supporting actress in other shows, like sitcoms I've seen her in before. So I, I'm familiar with her work, and, and actually, like, I, I'm probably going to get hate mail for this, but General Hospital is actually one show I never tune into. And once in a while, I'll like catch like two, five minutes of it after um, One Life to Live if I'm watching live or something like that, have the day off. Mm-hmm. And then she's gone. Like, I have to stop and watch for like five extra minutes just to watch her scenes because she's like hysterical. Well, we're going to prevent you from getting hate mail. We're going to take a okay. break and let people cool off. And we're also going to encourage them to call in and share their Emmy picks because we only have a one more segment left. You can call in to 866-472-5788. It's 866-472-5788. It is toll-free. We'll be back with more of Emmy predictions and Tony's hate mail in a minute on Soap Central Live. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, so fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. 
Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Can you imagine a technology that takes human consciousness to the next level? One that reveals a new understanding of what is valuable and possible in the abundant support of life? The truth is, we already have that technology. We simply need to awaken to it and become the value it creates. For more about this, please tune in to Awakening Value, Shamanic Technologies of Consciousness and Success with host Marty Spiegelman. Awakening Value is live every Thursday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and... I'm making predictions, so call me now, and I'll tell you who's going to win a daytime Emmy or if you should play the Powerball. Let's welcome back to the show Tony. He was getting hate mail before we went to break, and unfortunately he says he does not really watch a lot of General Hospital. So let's find out who he picks for Outstanding Drama Series since General Hospital is one of the nominees there. Uh, I picked all my children for that one. Now, Derek, a caller, uh, I guess the last caller, he didn't even have them in contention. So what about their reel captured your attention and, I guess, not Derek's? You know, it was just, it was pure soap. It was just, you know, like very good classic soap storytelling, very clean, very, you know, like what's more soap than a whodunit? Of course. And Yeah, and just, I mean, all the characters had a reason for the shooting. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like you, you know, somebody gets shot and it's, you know, somebody's, Aunt maid who, you know, he ran over her dog, like, in 73. It was like, it was possible. It was like, okay, we're mad at this guy. So now, reading from clean. your predictions, which, again, folks can read while we're talking over at SoapCentral.com slash Emmys, and then click on the prediction tab, you mentioned for The Bold and the Beautiful that there was, quote, a tender storyline in which Susan Flannery, that mom from Wonder Years, and <laughs> Betty White, yes, Betty White, shared the screen. How do you vote against powerhouses, Emmy nominees, Susan Flannery, Betty White? I don't think Allie Mills has won an Emmy, but she certainly helped to, uh, you know, get these Emmy nominations. So how do you vote against the bold and the beautiful? You know, I, I did pick it for writing, and I think from an acting standpoint, like, that was just, those scenes were beautiful and beautifully well written. It's just, with, you know, opposed to All My Children, which is my pick, I just felt like it was very focused on those characters. And I think that, on a whole, you know, like, I guess when we're going big here, we're going the whole entire show. I, I like to see a lot of characters in, in the best show nominees, so to speak. It's, you know, just one actor or one, two actors do not make a show. So I think it was nice to see, you know, with all my children, it's like, 
they had a lot to choose from. It wasn't just so focused on one thing. I mean, and the one thing on Bold and the Beautiful thing was very powerful and amazingly acted, like I said, and written. But it just, you know, there's something about All My Children that just kind of like, it kind of popped a little bit. It was just like, okay, you know, if, you, if you're walking past it, you know, window shopping, you'd be like, oh, no, that's a soap, you know. I have to admit, and this is just between you and me, and of course the billions of people who are probably listening, the Bold and the Beautiful's clip made me cry. It was, well, first of all, they killed Betty White, which was sad, but not enough to get me going. They had an ending to their, to their Emmy reel that if you didn't at least get a little choked up, there's something wrong with you. You may want to, you know, check your pulse. It, it was really, really kind of sad. They killed well, Betty White, Tony. They killed Betty White, and you played I all know. my children. And she's my gal. She is my gal. I love Betty White. But, you know, I just, I don't know. I, I went there with, with all my children and... You, you know, like, honestly, lately, though, I mean, with everything going on in Days of Our Lives right now, I'm already a basket case watching the soap, so it's kind of just like, oh, my God, like, you know, his water glass tipped over. I'm, like, bawling already. So, you know, definitely that, that clip did affect me. I'm not so rigid, but it just, you know, at the end of the day, I just I felt this little all my children pang, and I kind of, you know, kind of like to root for the underdog, so to speak, so. Well, who doesn't like to root for the underdog? Now, there's nothing more of an underdog than someone who doesn't get nominated. So we asked Melanie, and uh, I think it was one of, another caller who also mentioned some of the folks that they were surprised didn't get a nomination. Is there anyone who you're just still surprised that they're not going to have a chance to have their name called on Emmy night? You know, I mean, I know that Melanie mentioned this. It's Allison Sweeney. I, I mean, mentioned it's just... Hey, I mentioned it first. She just, <laughs> she just oh, leaned okay. over to mention it after I did. <laughs> you know, that... I mean, really, it was like it was her year last year. I mean, she had, you know, it was, you know, I mean, from, you know, a person who watches it every day, it was just, her performance was just, when she was there, she was there. And well, I mean, I, I think Ariane Zucker, like, really deserved her nomination because, you know, she really did a good job of carrying the storyline from, like, you know, the bad girl's perspective. But, like, you know, Allison Sweeney, I mean, the scenes, especially the grief scenes, which I think you've seen, I mean, those I are spot on. I think that one of the problems, and, in, you know, in any race, not all of the people who should be nominated ever get nominated. Look at the Oscars. They've just expanded their best film category to, like, 17,000 nominees so that nobody's left out. Of but course. you have, look at the lead actress nominees. You have Bobby Eakes from All My Children. You have Sarah Brown for when she was still on General Hospital. Crystal Chappelle from Guiding Light. Uh, Michelle Stafford from The Young and the Restless, and Mara West from As the World Turns. They're certainly their big names. None of the five of those nominees turned in a bad reel. Is it just possible? Let's look at us, who else was eligible for a nomination. You have Alicia Minshew from All My Children, uh, Catherine Kelly Lang and Susan Flannery from The Bold and the Beautiful, Christian Alfonso and Allison Sweeney from Days of Our Lives. I mean, these are all big, big names. Jeannie Cooper, uh, Hillary B. Smith, Erica Slazak. How do you pick out of these are the big names? These are the names that people know, even people who don't watch soaps regularly. Right. You know, I, I wouldn't want to be in that room picking, to be honest with you. It's just, you know what? It's that old saying, you're never going to make everybody happy. And I think that's what it boils down to. It's, you know, we kind of just have to go, okay, that's who they picked. But it does, it does hurt. I, I would love to be a little fly on the wall during the process because just to see what, you know, like just to see what made them pick, you know, five, these five out of, the possible, you know. I would what? love to know. There are certain people who I'm surprised that didn't even get a pre-nomination who I can't figure out quite why 
they didn't make the first cut. And then you have other folks who maybe carried their show in terms of being on screen a lot. Uh, Brie Williamson put in supporting actress. A lot of people felt that maybe she should have been a lead actress because she was the show. She was One Life to Live. But here you have an example of she's a supporting actress nominee and got the cut there, and a lot of people are picking her to win. And you have someone else from her show like Erica Slazek who is the name, and she didn't make the cut. So, you know, I don't know how you decide where to put yourself. You know, I think that's I think that's a problem too because um, I know I'm pretty sure John Aniston received a prenom for days. He did, for and it, it, oh my god! Like if you read my, it's like a testament my my two scoops to him because he's uh, he's amazing. But again, like he really could have, I think, been nominated like proper in the supporting actor category. So it's kind of surprised he put himself in the you know lead actor. So it's kind of you know I I don't know where the cutoff like what makes him decide where to put the person, but. You know, it is definitely an iffy game with that. Before we go, we are down to about a minute and a half in the show. Do you have any other predictions for maybe some of the categories that we haven't talked about? Do you have a a favorite game show or talk show or um, perhaps an original song by our previous guest, J.D. Webb? (laughs) Well, I have to say, I'm I'm pretty much a Jeopardy buff. Okay. That's my thing. It, it, I didn't know if it was nominated this year. I have to admit, I'm a little bit behind on my reading, my Emmy reading for other things other than daytime. Um, you know, directing though, um, I did read that you picked um, General Hospital. I did. I mean, when you stage a carnival, you you can't help but uh, but win. And there was cotton candy and rides. I really wish I had been there for that. And unfortunately, I'm just looking at the clock. There's a lot of things I wish. I wish we had more time. Tony, I want to thank you for dropping by and sharing some of your picks, and we'll see if you're able to win again. Well, thanks, Dan. And, of course, we'll talk to you again as well. I also want to thank J.D. Webb, who took time out to talk to us earlier in the hour. He is, of course, nominated for Outstanding Original Song in a Daytime Drama. You can also download a free copy of his Ode to Moms called Metropolis from his official website at jdwebmusic.com. That's web with two Bs, jdwebmusic.com. And until next time, here's one prediction that you can count on. I'm Dan Kroll, and I'll be back with more of Soap Central Live next week. I hope to see you then. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.